Well, yeah, you put it up your ass, you smuggle it through, and then you, you put a hamster up, up your ass. ass. You That's smuggle the it through. Thing you can yeah, do they're used to burrowing. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose, and I'm Will Dobbshire, and you're listening to Crash, Crash on, on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. On this week's Crash on My Couch. We follow up a segment from last week in which we asked the question, should you stuff a hamster up your ass to get through TSA? We talk about some unexplored Mayan ruins. And we discuss the loneliest yet... Most relatable bird in the world, Nigel. This week and more on Crash on My Couch. Thanks to Audible for supporting Crash on My Couch. For a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash crash or text crash to 500-500. Remember, go to audible.com slash crash or text C-R-A-S-H to 500-500 and get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. Thanks, Audible. Well, well, hey, guys. guys. Uh, what's <laughs> up in the Uzi house? Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And we should stop doing this. <laughs> well, that's it. The episode's over. We've already ruined it. Um, Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. What's new with you? Um, Nothing much, bro. I've just been, like, super busy and shit. What about Whoa. you? I've been, like, super busy and shit, too. Whoa. Um, I so just I, busy people. A little birdie told me that you're working on a trailer for your short film. Yeah. And that little birdie is me because I watch you edit it, <laughs> and I know it word for word now. Uh, yeah, I am. I actually just finished it, which is good because I did not have to edit a trailer, and I'm glad it came out semi-okay. Not even semi-okay. It looks great. I'll say. Thanks. I, I'd, I'd watch the short film, and I've already seen it four times. Editing trailers are really difficult, actually. They're, they're kind of a nightmare. It's sort of a skill. I mean, have you ever seen The Holiday with Cameron Diaz? Yes, I have. Have you never? And it's it with Jack Black? It a great light have you on never, trailer editing. Have you ever seen The Holiday? Jack Black. They go on a holiday to yeah. Hawaii, and they just... There's like a peacock, I think, that at one point. Oh, I see. We're not even out. talking about the same film. And now. then they do like a lot of like shenanigans called the holiday. And then it's like, but then the point is that the entire thing is just one really long movie trailer. They never actually like get into the movie. The narrator is just continually. What, what's happening right now? What are you doing? Um, well, I'm doing a bit. Like, I'm doing a comedy bit. And now I can't because you're sort of, you've sort of ruined it. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, improv rules, like, yes, and, yes, and, but no, you just ruined it. You know, usually I go, I go with it, but now I'm like, what do you, like... It's too confusing. Where's, where's the tangent It's gotten from? too confusing. I'm sorry. It's too much. I get it. Listen, I try to do something different every now and then, and it doesn't always pan out. You know, yeah. This Sometimes I, you knock it out of the park, you hit a home run. The other times... Back to the drawing board. It's just... Back to the drawing board. He's a piss. Okay. Well, either way, now... That makes me realize that you're the Cameron Diaz of the holiday. So does that mean that I am Jude Law? Sure. You can be my Jude Law. Wait, does Jude Law end up hooking up with Cameron Diaz or does Jack yeah. Black end up hooking up with... No, Jack Black ends up hooking up with... Um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Right. Which is a little weird. Why? She's Kate Winslet. <laughs> and he's Jack Black. 
I love it. Listen, no harm, no hey, foul. it's a match made in heaven. They'd, they'd be... I actually agree. They're beautiful together in the I film. actually agree. Because I actually... I, lo- I actually love Jack Black in that film. I think he's the cutest he's ever been in that film. What What would be an example of a really weird celebrity odd couple? Ooh. What's the weirdest one you can come up with? Um... Danny DeVito and Mila Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, That's weird. What about Danny DeVito? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, that is a curveball. Yeah. Um, the Rock and Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's actually really funny. That's good. You're welcome. The Rock and Dame Judy Dench. Imagine that. Just hand in hand. Walking down the aisle. Feeding each um, other like, like each drink other grapes. grapes and, um, yeah. Oh my gosh! I want to. You gotta give me one. You gotta give me one. You gotta get that opposite. You gotta give that. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, How about? Immediately in my mind, I was like Mike Myers. (laughs) But wait, whoa! Mike Myers dressed as who? (gasps) Perfect couple. Mike Myers dressed as Captain Hat. Mike Myers is Shrek. Perfect couple. Nice. It's different people, different universes. I, Same voice. Do I love it? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to have Shreks with me? Shreks. Yeah. What about like, uh, yeah. You're still thinking about I'm out. it. I'm gone. I feel like you're tapped out. Yeah. Do you want to try one more time? One last thing. Do you have anything? Just uh, do it. Just say words, names. Just words, names. Easy. Okay. Sure. Let me just. Yep. Let's do it. Go. First uh, name is three, two, one. Uh, uh. Nope. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Uh, and it's already he's too hot to not be considered and, with anyone. Uh, wow. Uh, nope. Still no. Someone. Someone, someone else. Oh, someone good. Odd. You got it. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh, someone odd. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I like it. Honestly, like before, like I was thinking the Rock and Dame Judi Dench, and you when you said no, that, I you was did like, not. Oh, that was like... not what you did. You did not. No. <laughs> um. Okay. But the thing is, if you say Ryan Gosling, then you have to say, like, you say Bolt. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, it has to be weird. It has to be weird. You but can't... That's just obviously weird. But also, you Ryan, have to... the but point Ryan of... Gosling's too hot to not be with the anyone. The point of it is, is to look at it and go, yeah, maybe in a weird way it could work. The Rock and J- Dame Judi Dench? Yeah. I could actually say Maybe it. there's, like, a little... There's something there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a little spark. Okay, pick someone for Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon? Uh-huh. Michael Sarah. Yes. That's great. That is great. That's what we need. That's what we need. Thank you, Will. Took you long enough. We got there. Crisp. Good. Okay. What were we even talking about? I don't know. How Um, do we get in on that? We should probably move on to our first segment. Right. That's probably a good idea. Okay. Well, either way. Okay. So back, 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 You're finishing your trailer up. Do you have any... Can you give anyone any indication of when this short film's going to come out? No. I don't even know when it's coming out. No. Do you even know? No, I don't. So. Okay. Well, that's good to know. No one knows. Oh. Maybe Good. next week, maybe next year. Who knows? Not actually next week, though, right? No, probably not. I was about to say, not not no, <laughs> but some before summertime. Maybe. I hope so. I think so. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, you made it now when September. But now I'm just like, oh, I just want to get like some of the next one. You know, uh-huh. I like work so much on this one. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like do the next one now. So I feel that's that. kind of where my where my mind frame is. I get that. I'm really excited about your next short film. I think it's going to be great. 
Thanks. Um, um, but okay, well, should we... <laughs> enough talking about ourselves and like feeding our own egos. Um, should we like try to talk? You're about... great. I'm great. We're doing great. Um, By the way, shout out to the new Twitter handle for the podcast, Comc Podcast. So you can now tweet us at our Twitter, Comc Podcast at Comc Podcast. podcast. So um, we're gonna be there. Uh, you could be there too. If you're the first, if there's the first 100 people to follow us, don't get anything. But they just get the joy of following us first. Yeah, you get uh, you get nothing. But what you do what get is, is uh, joy. a hell of a lot of knowledge over a, a, a long space of time. Yes. Yeah. And also the accolades of your peers when we retweet your shit because you give us good ideas. Yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. 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 There's incentive there. Intellectual properties. Yeah. Give us that good stuff. Um, um, yeah. So cool. p- please, um, you know, in future reference now, I know we, we need to actually start this podcast at some point, um, but if you would like to send in any kind of article or anything like that to that podcast, it is at C-O-M-C podcast. So then we can see it very yes. well. Yes. Cool. Podcast. Here we go. Yes. First segment. Uh, Tell okay. me about it. Uh, first segment is... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the weekly idiot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's been your new addition recently, and I don't know how much I... Dun, 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 dun. The weekly idiot. That's what it should sound like. Oh, God. I mean, I think it has to sound like that now. Boing, 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 Oh, boing, that's not necessary. Boing. The weekly idiot. That's. I think that there are two ways you could go about that it. That one's rough, and I wouldn't do that one. Or the boing, boing, boing one. Really wouldn't or do that do, one. Do, 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 Either do, do, do. really, I think, is terrible, but, you know. I quite like the boing, 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 because it's a real image. Right. Okay, well, on that note, boing, 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 into our next segment, which is weekly idiot. Um, this is sort of a, a rehashing of last week, just because we got another article that was that was backing up the emotional peacock, emotional uh, the emotional pe- the emotional peacock, the emotional support peacock, arguments. not just a really sad peacock. Because it is an argument. Um, it is an argument, and we've actually favored the peacock family because we believe that they deserve rights. But uh, someone flushed a toilet, and a hamster was in that toilet on a flight. Okay, you really needed to phrase that. Just all, all, just, just better. Just start again. Just start again. There's a hamster. He's on an airplane. Okay, wait, wait, wait. And he's no. been flushed down the toilet. Let me do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is MiamiHerald.com. Um, it's Nicole sent this, by the way. Thank you, Nicole. You also sent us, I think, if I'm correct, you also sent us um, our other, our next segment as well. She sent us two uh, really good things. Nicole, you get two gold stars. Two gold stars, and that means a lot. And that means you're currently on the top of the leaderboard. Bo- bucks? 50 shrewd bucks? Yeah. So okay, cool. everyone else... You might even get some Stanley Nichols out of that. You're lower than her at the moment. She's at the top. Wow. Um, winner at the end of the year gets... Gets love and affection. Gets... Points. A toaster. A toaster. A brand new toaster. Do we want to make that commitment? <laughs> Yeah, I actually think that would be really fucking hilarious. Okay, yes, actually. You know what? Yeah, fuck yeah. So if you want a brand new toaster. (laughs) If 
you want a brand new toaster, send in... Um, <laughs> send in your segment. Send in some Right now, Nicole is top of the leaderboard. Nicole's top. Uh, She's can getting I, can it. Can we start writing it down? Because I really yeah. want to keep track of this. Yes, um, right so now. So Nicole sent in two, which we've used. So Nicole... You are winning right now. You, you get the toaster right now. Put it down your phone. I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it down. Okay. Just... And then... Um, what should I call it? Should I call it the, t- the, toaster. the toaster trials? Toaster trials. Nice. The toaster. 2K18. Trials. And is it two K eighteen gauntlet? Gauntlet, nice. What winner? Dungeon takes it all, dungeon, and by takes it all, it is dungeon a run. toaster. Dungeon fun run. Okay, so this is the toaster trials two K eighteen gauntlet dungeon fun run. And if you win, you get a toaster. You get a toaster. Um, right now, Nicole is at the top of the charts with. It's a, it's a cool toaster too. It's not like one of those shitty ones. Like this. we we just came up with this idea, so I don't know how you know what toaster. We, ooh, can it be one of those smeg ones? Yeah, <gasps> you get a smeg toaster. Or it could be one of those ones which is like see through and you can see it being toasted. Whoa, shit! That that shit is tight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I want to win now. Oh my god! I'm in. I'm gonna be in the toaster trials 2K18 Gauntlet so, Dungeon Fun Run. Nicole's on two gold stars. Whoa. Okay, so I'm going to put two gold stars, just so we don't forget. Yeah. Can we Wait, can we use emojis as, like, a system of ranking? So, like, I want to give her one drooly emoji, and that's, like, she's doing real well right now. Why? Why? Why just, is just because emoji? I don't know where the golden star emoji is. Dude, it's definitely there. Is it? Yeah, it just keeps scrolling. Let me see. The problem with emojis right now is there's, like... There's too many there's of like them. There's, like, 15,000. Stop giving me so many options. I don't need this many options. Oh, I found one. Okay. So can I just give her one gold star? The gold star is in... on the animals and nature one. Yeah, I just did it. I just did it. I got okay. to it. I did it. I'm not I'm not proud of it, though. Um, okay, so it's Nicole. You now have one gold star. Two. She's in two segments, two gold stars. Well, how many gold stars are we going to give people? One per person. One every time they send in something. Okay, well, you get, are you fine. saying we're going to give half a gold star? No, I'm saying that every week that someone is the best, they get a gold star. Okay, so she was the best last week, and now she's the best this week. Oh, that's a good point. Two. That's a good point. Although last week, someone sent a bunch of shit as well. A bunch of people did. Ooh, Ooh. that's tough. Well, it so starts we're going to have to week. start this week. So, it Nicole, this week. you're on one right now. Yeah, you are currently the head of the Toaster Trials 2K18 Gauntlet Dungeon Fun Run. You are winning Christ. right now. Christ. That's wild. Okay. Okay. Well, now everyone, you gotta. You gotta go, this is capitalism. This is a capitalist society. Okay. It's time to, and we're competitive. Okay. Time to knock Nicole off the top. Can, can you, you do it? Can you tell me about this hamster? Right. I forgot what we were talking about. This is a wild episode today, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. This is at the Miami Herald dot com. Um, Nicole sent us this. It's really great. Bad info from Spirit Air led me to flush pet hamster down airport toilet. Student says. Okay. Before we do this, what? before we do this, do you want to just guess where she's from? The person that flushed this toilet, this toilet hamster. No, because I feel like I'm going to guess it, and it's going to be offensive to people that are from that state. We all, <laughs> That's true. We know the state. I know the state you want me to say. And what I'm is not it? Gonna say just it. say it. What no. is it? What is it? No. Is it Florida? It's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I have it's nothing Florida. Against Floridians. I, I listen. Florida's a gorgeous it's, place. It's a cool place. I love Florida, but man, some shit gets wild there, and it's always involving pets what, and snakes. What's, her, what's the name of the girl that flushed her hamster um, toilet? Do you mean the hamster's name? Because I have the hamster's name. Do you have the hamster's name and the owner's name? Her, the owner is Bellen, B E L E N. Bellen. Bellen. Uh, Aldecosi. A L D E C O. Are you saying names right now? Apparently, I am, but I'm shocked that I am. And what's the name of the hamster? Pebbles. Pebbles. 
R.I.P. Pebbles. I miss Pebbles already, and I don't even know her. So give me the context to what happened. Okay, before Bellin, crazy that that's a name, flew home from college to South Florida, she twice called Spirit Airlines to ensure she could bring along a special guest. Pebbles, her pet dwarf hamster. Dwarf hamster? Tiny baby, little baby. No problem, the airline told her. But when Aldacosi arrived at the Baltimore airport, Spirit refused to, to allow the tiny animal on the flight. With her only friends hours away at campus, Aldacosi was stuck. She says an airline representative suggested flushing pebbles down an airport toilet, a step that Spirit denies. Panicked and needing to return home promptly to deal with a medical issue, Aldacosi unsuccessfully tried renting a car and agonized for hours before doing the unthinkable. She flushed pebbles. She was scared. I was scared. It was horrifying trying to put her in the toilet. I was emotional. I was crying. I sat there for a good 10 minutes crying in the stall. She was only 21 when this happened. This sounds so traumatizing. This is horrifying. Aldacosi, 21, of Miami Beach, is now considering filing a lawsuit against Spirit. I would, over the conflicting instructions that wound up pressuring her into making an anguished decision with a pet certified by her doctor as an emotional support animal. This was an emotional support animal. This was, like, a doctor gave her this... Yeah, but you, like... No one forced her to put down the, the toilet. Well, yeah, an employee told her that that's all the only other thing that she could do. Well, they told her that she couldn't. She couldn't put it on the airline. She couldn't. She was tried to but, book a car, but she couldn't book a car. Surely, there's another way. Well, yeah, you put it up your ass. You smuggle it through, and then you, you put a hamster up, up your ass. ass. You that's smuggle the it through. Thing you can yeah, do in they're used to burrowing. Put the hamster up your ass, oh walk gosh. through, pop that sucker out, and carry him around. Give him a little bath. Done. Terrible. Better than flushing it down the toilet. It's the Is same it? same basic principle, but one of them leaves it alive, at least. Both that poor sound thing drowned. Awful. Oh, it's horrifying. I would be so pissed if someone told me that that I had to like flush uh, even a hamster down a toilet. I, I have trouble flushing like bugs down the toilet. If someone told me I had to flush a mammal down a toilet, I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself if you want. Yeah, I'm walking home. I'm walking home with my hamster. I don't care how how long it takes. Pebbles is surviving this trip. Pebbles ain't dying. Also, I just got to say, you're going to let a dog or a cat on a plane, but not a hamster? Yeah, what's the deal? That's not... I don't get that. I don't understand these airplane rules I don't either. I mean, I know we were really harsh about the peacock last last week, week, but... Last week, the peacock incident, now the hamster incident. Like, what's next? Well, also... We're not going to be allowed to put our lines on the fucking airplane? (laughs) It's funny because they actually mentioned the support peacock in this article. It's all part of the same universe. It is sort of, but this case is so different, says her attorney. Um, This wasn't a giant peacock that could pose a danger to other passengers. This was a tiny, cute, harmless hamster that could fit in the palm of her hand. So then my question is, why didn't you just, like, put it in your bag, put that in through security, and just, like, hope that they don't catch it? Yeah, you could probably do that. You could just pop it through security. But couldn't you? No, but you'd probably go for the x-ray, right? Yeah, but were they gonna find like a tiny little hamster skeleton? <laughs> so cute. I don't know. I just this should have been handled completely differently. A spokesperson for Spirit acknowledged the airlines mistakenly told her that Pebbles was allowed, but he denied that Spirit employee recommended the option of disposing her pet in an airport restroom. To be clear, at no point did any of our agents suggest this guest or any other for that matter should flush or otherwise injure an animal. Wow. 
Let's see here. I mean, okay, after the November 21st incident, Aldacosi said that she emailed to complain that the airline, a few days later, offered her a voucher for a free flight to certain cities. She declined. Whoa. Yeah. People, you know what, though? It's it's tough because animals on flights have become, like, sort of a problem because, to a certain extent, any animal can be an emotional support animal. Right. Because it's it's all about, like, your anxiety levels and, like, what makes you feel better. So, like, this tiny hamster, as, like, insignificant as it sounds, like, gave this lady some comfort. Yeah. And, like, as much as maybe it's sort of a rodent <laughs> on a flight and that typically doesn't sound very good what's the how do you draw a line then to say it's okay to have a dog or a cat on a flight it's a good point Alex. it's just like it's tough because it's the same thing it's the same thing that i always think of when like a lot of people like vegans will make the argument why would if you weren't going to eat meat or if you do eat meat then what's keeping you from eating your dog or something like that you know what i mean it's like mm. you draw your own moral lines of what you consider a pet or an emotional support animal right, see, or like you know what i mean like there's lines that you draw as a society like i can look at a peacock and go sure maybe that gives you emotional support when you're at home but you can't bring that on a flight because it's ridiculous yeah it's true yeah like it's, it is just like it's so subjective isn't it when you think about it yeah cuz someone cuz then also i've seen people walk around with raccoons like, I have heard about people trying to get raccoons through airport security because they're emotional support animals. And, like, yeah, I guess if you live with a raccoon, it feels like an emotional support animal. But it's also still a wild animal. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's just tough. It's tough. And then also, along with that, I always wanted to be able to, like, bring an animal on a flight. And it's so easy to get emotional support animal certification. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievably easy. Yeah. And then part of me goes back and forth because I'm like, should it be that easy? Because I know a lot of people that say they have emotional support animal and they don't. They just want to be able to travel with their dog. Mm. I don't know. It's a weird argument. We'd love to hear from you guys. So please tweet at us at COMC Podcast. And let us know what you think about this article. What you think constitutes as an emotional support animal. Is it a porcupine that's very sweet? Or is it a hamster named Pebbles that should have been flushed down a toilet? Um, I would love to know from you the guys. The lines are blurred. Yep, the lines are blurred. We're taking a quick little break from the podcast to talk about Audible, our sponsor this week. For audience, Audible is offering a free audiobook with a free 30-day trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has got it. So just go to audible.com slash crash. Or text CRASH to 500-500 and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Yeah. I recently listened to a book called The Vegetarian by Hong Kong. I think that's how you pronounce her name. It's a very interesting listen. Let me tell you right now. I would recommend it just because it's... Sort of like I want to. I want to say it's almost like a feminist novel, but it's just a very interesting audiobook. And yeah. by that I mean, when I finished it, I had a lot of unanswered questions. But that was the good part of the audiobook was that like there was a lot of stuff that I could then debate and kind of look up online. And I love an audiobook that kind of makes you question things like that. Yeah. Um. So it's really interesting. It's from a South Korean author who basically wrote a novella, three novellas that went together, like a trilogy. Um, and each of them is told from a different perspective, all about a woman who decides to go vegetarian and then vegan. And it's not what you think it is, because it's not even really about what she's eating or not eating. It's about her rebelling from society. So give it a listen if you want to. I would love to know what you think about it. 
Yeah. Audible selection of audiobooks is unmatched anywhere. If you want it, Audible has it, which is very true. Um, and it also has exclusives and original audio shows, which is really cool. So you can find some new original content like shows, news, comedy, and more. Uh, it's just a good place to chill and go hang out. It's a good place to chill. And at the end of the day, your books are yours to keep. And Audible, you can release into them anytime. And even if you cancel your membership, you can still re-listen to them. That's cool. Which is really dope. So get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash crash or text crash to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash crash or text crash to 500-500. Thank you very much, Audible. We love you very much. I want to kiss you right on your mouth. Thank you. Um, Scrum Diddlyumptious, what do we got next? Um... Our next segment is Yarn! Let's Let's go go on a treasure treasure hunt! (laughs) Like we said last week, we have another treasure hunting episode. Um, So this one actually is really fucking cool. Basically, this is on National Geographic. This Mm -hmm. is like a big, like, revelation. Actually, you know what? This was sent in by somebody. Who? Before I go into anything else, let's, let's give the gold star the gold star's due. Um, Kells, Kells, at Kells Elizabeth has sent this in. Um, thank you, Kells. Uh, Kells her bio Elizabeth? is just morbid, the word morbid. Oh, good. So, um, my type of lady. Question, is, does that mean Kells gets a gold star? Kells gets a gold star. Okay. How do you spell her name again? K-E-L-S. K- at Kells Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth. Oh, it looks Bark. like someone's also sending that. So maybe they're going to be fighting for that gold star this week. Well, well, well. In that case, they both get a gold star, I guess? This system's about to get really confusing. It's about to get wild. Yeah, well, I wrote it all down, so now I have their names down. Boom. Well, maybe. Wait, what was the other person, that the other listener? Barton, but JPEG. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. This one is a cool article. It's actually just, like, crazy. I'm glad, like, this stuff like this keeps happening. Basically, laser scans reveal Maya. Maya or Maya? Maya. Maya. Reveal Maya Megalopolis. (laughs) Megalopolis below Guatemalan jungle. A vast interconnected network of ancient cities was home to millions more people than previously thought. Whoa. So, like, in the middle of the um, Guatemalan jungle... Mm-hmm. There's all these ruins of like kind of like pyramids, but of stairs and like the, the Mayan typical ruins. Mayan ruins. Mm-hmm. Those those old things. Those those, those classic Mayan those ruins. Old, those old Mayan ruins that we've all heard so much about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about them? So you can obviously see those, but with uh, laser scanning technology, which I love, by the way, when lasers got into the mix, then it kind of just like, all these like just made things pretty crazy. Yeah, all these like tombs and stuff started uh, coming up. Uh, Um, It's what's being held as a major breakthrough in archaeology. Researchers have identified the ruins of more than 60,000 houses, palaces, elevated highways, and other human-made features that have been hidden for centuries under the jungles of northern Guatemala. What? Yes. So they're underground cities? Like buried cities? Yeah, like they're showing the remnants of things which were there, which they didn't think were there previously, basically. So wait, is it, but but explain for me. So with this laser technology, from what I've gleaned, it's that you can see through, like, dirt and, and like, earth to be able to get to, like, a structure. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now. So it isn't underground or it is underground? Let me explain to you. <laughs> okay. And well, then you'll know. I'm going to be patient. Okay. Using a revolutionary technology known as LIDAR, short for light detection and ranging, Scholars digitally removed the tree canopy from aerial images of now unpopulated landscape, 
revealing the ruins of a sprawling pre-Columbian civilization Whoa. that was far more complex and interconnected than most Maya specialists had supposed. Whoa. Oh, so it's so what they did is they peeled back the foliage and like with with the funky light lasers. Funky light lasers. They were indeed. like, "Oh, look, there's a bunch of stuff here." Whoa, crazy. There's a bunch of stuff. That's exactly what they did. They used their fl- funky light lasers, shown those everywhere, and they were like, "Well, all this stuff, guys." Whoa. Yeah. Is that how that first, like, on the BBC, like, they're like, breaking news, someone used light lasers to find stuff? Yes. I'm hoping that's how generic the title was. Apparently, um, the project mapped more than 800 square miles of the Maya Biosphere Reserve in the region of Guatemala, producing the largest LIDAR data set ever obtained for archaeological research. That's very cool. It's very cool. And the the results suggest that Central America supported an advanced civilization that was at its peak some 1,200 years ago. Wow. More comparable to sophisticated cultures such as ancient Greece or China than to the scattered and sparsely populated city-states that ground-based research had long suggested. Okay, yeah, because so many people talk about, like, a lot of civilizations that got so close to being modern civilizations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you talk about the advancements that China made or, yeah, like, Greek society. But you don't... I, I don't really hear enough about Mayan society, I feel like. Yeah. That ancient Mayan society and, like, the advancements that they made. I knew that they were the ones that really came up with, like, the Mayan calendar and figured out how to kind of tell time by themselves independently and used a lot yes. of really cool technology. Yes. And, like, used a lot of cool technology to, like, map out the stars and do all that stuff. Yeah. But I think we forget that they were – it was a huge deal. Yeah, they were I mean, a bustling I mean, metropolis. That's the thing with this. It's like, you know, we thought one thing and then all of a sudden we're like, actually, you know, from all of this laser data we're getting – Laser data? We are seeing that actually, like, their civilization was more like Greece or China. That's you know, very was, cool. It was pretty advanced. That's fascinating. Oh, I want to see pictures of it. Do you have any pictures? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's so – I guess the, there's probably ruins, but it's not necessarily like – it's more like geomapping. Yeah, like it's more like looking like at the land and looking yeah. at things and look what. Yeah, like I guess it's a bit more like intricate bit, than that. Yeah, 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 and a little less like obvious than yeah, that. Yeah, that's so cool though. I guess it's seeing like the traces of humanity rather than rather than like exploring yeah. a tomb yeah, that's yeah, been yeah. unopened or you know whatever. That's really cool though. I think that's one one place that I would love to visit at some point in my life is yeah. like Mayan ruins and be able to walk I around. I would love to do that. Like any, I guess Guatemala or anywhere in South America that has really cool ruins. I feel like I have not visited. I love ruins. I love being ruined. What? Okay. Um... <laughs> I love ruins. I actually had a really good time in Southeast Asia when we went to ruins. Yeah, we saw some Boss ass ruins. Some banging ruins. We saw that the the temple was, uh, was Anchor Wat. It was in, yeah the Anchor Wat mm-hmm. in uh. That was sick. Where, where was that? It wasn't in uh, uh, Cambodia. It was in Cambodia. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The, that one was that the one that had the really steep stairs that you had to use the rope to had get the up. Steep stairs and also like all the temples like it was featured in the Tomb Raider movie, the first Tomb Raider movie. And it's that temple which is like overgrown with like trees and like it's gorgeous ivy. It's like grown over this like concrete temple. It's stone temple. It's so cool. It's gorgeous. It's so so cool. From what I remember, it was gorgeous. Um, okay, wow, very cool. Last segment, Ardy Ricks, take it away. <laughs> oh, this one's so sad. Oh no, but no, but not oh. sad. But uh, bittersweet oh. symphony. Bittersweet okay. Symphony. This is also from It's Nicole. Oh, my God, Nicole. You get one more gold star today. Fuck, are you serious? I can't believe it. The Toaster Trials 2K18 Golden Nicole Dungeon Nicole looks like she's getting a toaster. 
<laughs> We've made the lamest prize out of this. I'm so proud of us. Okay, this is from Gizmodo. And, um, oh, this next segment is... Animals are badasses. Um, okay, this is on Cosmono.com. Uh, Nigel the bird found dead next to the concrete partner he tried to woo for years. What? Oh, no. Who's Nigel? Nigel's a bird. What type of bird? He is a gannet bird. So Nigel, this bird, was trying to woo this other bird. And who was the other bird? A concrete cast of a gannet bird. It's a fake bird. <laughs> He fell in love with a fake bird and tried to attract it and woo it. No. For 20 years. They placed this fake bird there 20 years ago. That is devastating. (laughs) This went viral on Twitter because a lot of people were like, this is my sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, So why why was the concrete bird there to begin with? Was it to scare off other animals? Or? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Let's let's talk about it. Um, 20 years ago, conservationists in New Zealand placed 80 fake gannet birds on Mana Island in an attempt to attract some real-life gannets. Oh my god, this makes it so much worse. This next sentence is so bad. <laughs> but only one bird finally showed up in 2015. That bird, which locals named Nigel, spent years in a futile effort to woo a mate who was made out of concrete. You think Nigel really thought he was a hot shot? Like, every morning he'd get up and be like, Hey guys, how you doing, Bill? How's the wife? Like, he was going around just to, like, chant to everyone. 80 of them, and he's the only real one. Yeah. There are 81 birds on that it's island. It's like the Truman Show. And only one of them is real. Birds. It's the Truman. Nigel is literally Truman. Oh my god. That sentence, though. That is unreal, but only one bird finally showed up in 2015. This is like they've done so this sad. whole All conservation effort. Is find find, find a love. Oh, but sadly, Nigel has been found dead next to his stone cold partner. That's just mean. Um, conservationists were incredibly excited when Nigel arrived on the island in 2015, the first gannet to make mana its home in 40 years. But Nigel's story quickly turned depressing when it became clear that not only was Nigel tragically alone, but he, that he was trying to woo one of the concrete birds. <laughs> Nigel, perhaps the loneliest bird on Earth, even built a nest from seaweed, mud, and twigs for his no, concrete love. stop this. Yeah, but his affection was never reciprocated, no matter how hard he tried. The relationship and all his prattling was doomed to remain one-sided to his death. Because he also talked to it. He'd be like, meow, 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 meow. Is that how birds sound? Yeah. Sad birds, yeah. The Guardian reports that Chris Bell, a ranger for the New Zealand Department of Conservation, was the one who found Nigel's body last week. Well, because I'm just imagining him now with, like, a funny Australian-New Zealand accent. Like, you're all right, mate. Like, you know, from Finding Nemo. <gasps> oh, my God. I just read something even more sad. Oh, God. What? Oh, no. What happened I'm sorry. To Nigel? We're just ruining your Tuesday. What happened to Nigel? <laughs> the story becomes even more tragic when you learn that three more gannets showed up on the island only recently. It seems to be a Christmas miracle when the birds arrived on the island, but the other birds stayed on the opposite end of the colony. While Nigel, no mates Nigel, to be exact, was stuck with his concrete friends and stuck close to his immovable partner. <gasps> no. You know what? Maybe those concrete friends were not so bad after all. Dude, Nigel was like a celebrity in New Zealand. 
Like, he had some drama around him. When the three birds first arrived, Bell told the New Zealand press reader, like, they're having, like, full articles about Nigel in their papers. Uh, I'm glad. Yep, he deserves his recognition. Uh, Nigel may be a weirdo, and the other birds probably didn't want to have anything to do with him. And this is in quotes. He definitely has some sort of fetish, Bell said of Nigel's futile attempt to woo his concrete partner. It's tragic. That's so sad. Yeah. Three other birds came to the island and left him alone with his concrete lover. Probably because they were intimidated. Like, this guy's got a fucking posse. <laughs> they were like, shit, there's 80 of them. 80 birds that don't move. And they just all sit just, there. They all just chill with Nigel. Just chilling with Nigel. They, that's what it was. They Nigel were actually was just, a fucking kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> of 80 fake, fake birds. He was running the ecosystem. Apparently people, like, this article says that local residents would come and repaint the birds to make sure that Nigel was never felt never felt alone. Oh, that's quite cute. So they'd repaint the feathers and, like, the black beaks and stuff like that to make sure that, like, it still looked like a fresh He was like, yeah, you're looking pretty good this morning. <laughs> Whoa, Molly, you got a haircut? <laughs> Um, yeah, volunteers on the island have been keeping up the fake birds for years, painting their yellow heads and black feathers. But they believe that a new speaker system with fake bird calls w- was what finally attracted the three new gannets to the island. Wow. Wow. And with any luck, Nigel's tragic existence wooing a bird that could never comfort him back will still do some good. Conservationists point out that if the three new gannets lay eggs on the island, those chicks are likely to come back after they reach maturity. He was an attraction that helped bring in other birds. <laughs> Gannets like to nest. Nice. Where, yeah, gannets like to nest where a gannet has nested before. It's really sad he died, but it wasn't for nothing. That's sweet. Nigel was his own explorer. You know, he started his own colony. There'll be a statue of him, like around the town. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. If fucking Christopher Columbus can have a statue and like a day of celebration, Nigel deserves one. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, right, I just have one last thing to say. Oh, okay. It's the ending of this. It's the ending of Nigel. One last thing. According to the New Zealand news outlet Stuff, Nigel's body is being sent to Massey University to determine precisely how Nigel died. Because we don't know. Mm. And while I'm no scientist, I dare say it was from a broken heart. Well, don't say that. That's terrible. (laughs) He didn't die of a broken heart. Nigel died of a broken heart. No, he didn't. He died because he's a straight-up player. That, no. Doesn't make sense. Nope. He wasn't. I don't think he was having sexual intercourse with Listen. these concrete birds. <laughs> I don't think that was happening. Maybe he did die of a broken heart then. Poor Nigel. R.I.P. Nigel. Nigel can be our unofficial um, podcast uh, mascot. Yes, go to Nigel. You're with us always. Um, we miss you already. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet us at comc podcast on twitter yes uh, that's where we're gonna be um hopefully you'll be there too hell yeah um, um be looking out you, you obviously you know it's nicole is doing well as as far as the toaster trials 2k18 maybe we'll... dungeon fun run can i finish the name please oh. <laughs> dungeon fun run nicole's doing really well um so just keep in mind uh you guys better step the fuck up or nicole's gonna win this toaster maybe as a little teaser we'll put the toaster on our Twitter so you can yeah. get a taste of what you might be getting. Yep. I might make a Pinterest called Toast Inspo. Nice. 2K18. You want to go toaster? You might find a pretty cool one. There's some rewards. There are some rewards. Rewards. We're setting rewards, goals, and rewards. Don't we speak about this like 
a couple weeks ago. Oh, I think that was for like working out, though. I mean, or to- being toasters count. Yeah, toasters count. Toasters are totally a reward. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we love you, and we'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Crash on my couch would not be crash on my couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys. <laughs>